do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. This podcast is brought to you by Ultra Rapid Acting Inhaled Insulin. Do you ever find that you're having a hard time putting your own needs first in your life with type of diabetes? You feel like everybody else around you has needs that need to be met and yours aren't as important as theirs. And then your diabetes management and your mental health suffers. If that's the case, you are not alone. And this podcast will help. Welcome to the Live Free with 2ND podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes knowledge is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. In this episode of the podcast, I coach Josh. Josh is the director of a diabetes camp, and he's been working there for many years. And Josh has realized that sometimes it's hard for him to put his needs around his diabetes management first when caring for his kids. Of course, he has to make sure his campers are safe, but he can't do that unless he also cares for himself. In this episode, I coach Josh on how to see himself as the captain of a diabetes management sailboat, identify his why, and how in doing so, he can be a better role model and coworker to everyone at camp who also has type 1 diabetes. If you've ever had trouble putting your needs in your life with type 1 diabetes first, this episode will help you. Josh, great to have you with me today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. I think this is the first time I've ever had a camp counselor, a diabetes camp, actually in his cabin, talking to me on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So before we get started, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, your life type of diabetes, and also your role right now um, as a counselor at diabetes camp. Hello, uh, everyone. My name is Josh. I've been coming or I've had diabetes for about 14 years. I've I've lived around all over the uh, the state. I've also lived all over the U.S. Uh, I'm right now currently working at a uh, diabetes camp for children with diabetes. I am a director of uh, the waterfront or a waterfront director as well as uh, I was previously a program director. So I have multiple jobs. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the job and what do you do all summer long? What is What is life like at camp? right now and also just you know give Uh, us a flavor for those of us who haven't been to diabetes camp what it's like to be there all summer long honestly it's probably the coolest experience you've ever have uh it's honestly all the aspects of a summer camp you think we got activities going on daily we have uh a high-rise course we have a zip line we have we have it all all the shebang um 
My job right now, I, I basically monitor anything water aquatics related. So we have a waterfront with a bunch of paddle boards, canoes, kayaks, and I am in charge of all those, maintaining them, making sure they're okay. I'm also in charge of our pool. Uh, basically, I have to make sure that I have lifeguards staffed at all times when, when the, the call is needed. Uh, previously, I was the programs director, so I was in charge of actually making the schedule itself. So every day, uh, all these cabins have to go to specific activities, and then they do have some free time, of course. So I have to also block out scheduling for that. Tell me about the kids. I mean, it must, must be a lot of fun oh. to see all these with diabetes being together and feeling normal for once. All the all the kids, they have bright smiles. They first day, everyone's a little bit nervous. You can see the the little faces uh, walking in, and some of them are excited. Some of them are a little uh, a little nervous, of course. But honestly, when they get adjusted to this camp life, they they love it so much. And we host a we host a very very uh, sad but bittersweet ending. It's a ceremony, and uh, it's basically just a reminder that the summer is coming to a closure, and we made all these great friends, and we should celebrate it and not be sad. So it's honestly seeing these kids uh, it, with smile on their faces all across the board, not really worrying about diabetes, but just sticking to just life and or just just looking at, at life with just a, a smile on their face and not a care in the world with diabetes. That's awesome. But I know that you as a counselor probably hear from the kids a lot about some of the challenges that they're experiencing, you know, burnout, anxiety. Uh, feeling different than other kids when they're at school. Um, I'm curious, I don't want to hear stories about the kids particularly, but I want to hear about, you know, what are the biggest challenges that you have when you're hearing these kids talk about, you know, what's going on for them? And as well as, well as you're trying to manage your own diabetes, you're trying to work with your staff to help them manage their diabetes. And it, it can become a lot, I would imagine. I'm curious, you know, what is your, what's it like for you? And, and what sorts of takeaways and, and challenges do you have that come up um, in, in that process? Um, so we usually do uh, during the night, uh, we have a talk about session. So it's basically a breakdown of like, just like topics in general about diabetes and how they experience it. And listening to these uh, kids talk about their diabetes, it, it's honestly, it's very sad because some of these kids have serious like problems going on and them talking about it, I guess, with others makes them feel more included and not singled out. And it honestly gives me a reminder of uh, when I was a kid and experiencing these problems and situations. And honestly, having a group of people just talking about it and sharing similar problems honestly makes you feel so much better and more alive than 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 someone who doesn't. And just seeing these kids uh, basically just going through it is very, very, very sad to me. But and it, it it almost just it just gives me a reminder of how them looking up to us as counselors is a big influence, and know, knowing that they can they can feel better about themselves and knowing that they're not alone. Yeah. What sorts of challenges do you have in, in hear, hearing these stories and in, in terms of responding to them, especially when and if you're struggling yourself with your blood sugars or with, or with your feelings of burnout or being overwhelmed or, you know, feeling, feeling like diabetes is weighing down on you. Cause I would imagine me at camp all summer long while it's a lot of fun. It's also, it's also a lot to be, dealing with with you know you and all your fellow counselors as well as all the kids having type one um 
Yeah, honestly, it is, it is, it does take a toll on us counselors as well as just, uh, the, the other staff that are here. Burnout is such a big thing just in everyone's, everyone's uh, day of life as well as just diabetes in general. Uh, it's nice to see that we are cared for here. We, uh, we try to seek help with the, each other. We honestly are there for each other. And it's nice to see that other diabetics can help out other diabetics, not even just here in general, even outside of camp. People, people help call me or I'll call them and they'll come right to my aid right there. And then the, the, the help, I, I feel like as a, as a person that has, that has my friends and they have my back, it, it's honestly a great feeling because I know when I'm in my lowest points and even with diabetes, I could just call my best friend and he'll pick up right away and we'll just talk about and chat up about diabetes and how like he's experienced it or even I. Even here, when we're dealing with our blood sugars and everything like that, we, we, we're allowed to hang out for like two, three hours at past when the, all, everyone's asleep. And we'll just mm. talk about our, our, our diabetes as well as just, just in general, like how can we help each other and what we Yeah, need. I love that. I love that. You know, if you listen to the podcast for a while, you know that we talk about building your type, type one diabetes stress management pump like a sailboat. And there are five parts of the sailboat. And I think that one of the most important parts of the sailboat, Josh, is exactly what you're talking about. That, that is having a support crew. And you know, I think you guys are really lucky because you have the support crew that's built in all summer long. And then I'm curious, once you leave, once you leave camp after the summer's over, after the kids leave camp for the summer's over, what do you do to instill that idea that they need to continue building that support team. And that, that support team always needs strengthening because, you know, type one diabetes is never a do-it-yourself condition. And reminding those kids, the kids of that and really making sure that they know that you're there to support them, but that all their fellow campers are there to support them too in an ongoing way, I, I would imagine it must be, um, must be great for them, but also a little bit scary leaving camp. And how, I'm curious, how does that transition work for you guys? And how do you, how do you, how do you help the kids transition out of camp back into quote unquote, the real world where they may be the only one in their class or in their school who has diabetes? I, we, we're very open communication. We like to talk about, um, how we let, we let the kids exchange numbers or Instagrams and Snapchat. So they're always in constant communication, especially this day and age where technology is at the forefront of all communication. So it's nice to see that all these kids can communicate and talk about, and sometimes even hang out with each other outside. It works mm-hmm. the same with, with counselors. Uh, sometimes we like to throw big events where we invite everyone. We do like a Friendsgiving and we just chat it up with people that like we don't get to see every day that like are going to college in the Midwest or just far away that they can't reach we just, but we honestly, it's just a big bonding moment. We all just come together and we just talk and we create these big, big, big groups and we just hang out and we just talk. And even then, some of us will still split up in our own little groups, but we know that we can come together and just have a fun and great time and just talk. Yeah, I, I think that it's, you know, I, I think it's one thing to talk about having a support crew and one thing to talk about, okay, I need to build the support crew. Um, but I think until you have one, until you have that experience where, you could just go next door or pick up your phone and text somebody. The, going from a, the concept of being this this idea to a reality is very different. And what advice would you give listeners about how to build support crew in their area, whether they're a kid or whether they're an adult, whether they're a parent of a child with diabetes? I, I, you, you guys seem to have 
that this that that part of the diabetes management sailboat really down pat. And I'd love to get your your feedback and advice about how to how, how to support and encourage others um, to be able to do the same thing. I think a big thing is uh, being you're you're in this comfort zone and. Honestly, you have to try to get out of that. And that's how you, you truly communicate with others is you have to get this idea that like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready to make friends. So honestly, just take the leap of faith. Try to find something. I know there's great, many great support groups out there. There's a uh, Facebook pages dedicated to other groups. I know hospitals sometimes will give out um, information about these support groups with diabetes, but honestly, being willing to open up. And just uh, be ready to ex- express your feelings and just being open to making new friends is, I think, the biggest step one that you have to take. Just that crazy leap of faith. Josh, you make, you, you make a great point because I realized, you know, this is a random story, but last week I went to play golf and I was, I was paired up with these two guys who were older than me for sure. And they, they, they kept on inviting me to come to this men's golf club that they have. At, at, at the little course we were playing at. And I thought to myself after I left, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can go to the, go to, go to the club because just my schedule, but the only way to make friends, the only way to become part of a group is to show up. And at first it's going to maybe be a little bit uncomfortable. It's going to be, you, you may, you may feel a little bit awkward, but the, but you can't, you can't expect these things, these, the support to just happen to you. Um, by magically coming out of the sky and landing on your lap, you have to make that effort. And that effort can be uncomfortable, but it, I think that it's always worth it. Even if it doesn't work out, even if you're not getting support that you need, you've learned something from that process. And I think that that, I mean, I'm curious, you know, how do you, how do you help the kids to, to see that, that, that by showing up and by reaching out and asking for the support that they need, um, that they're able to get that, even if it's scary. It's scary to ask for things that you need. It's scary to make your needs known, especially when it comes to you know feeling these these tough feelings come with diabetes. And that's such, that's such an important thing that you guys are doing um, in terms of building this 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 community and this culture of support at the camp. I think it's uh, it, we we try to create a safe space. So right now we're mm-hmm. secluded in the woods, so that also helps. But trying to make it um, as fun and as as just open as possible, we sit down with the kids day one and we just talk about like we make a rule sheet. We bought and it's their rules. So whatever goes in the cabins, they they put on it. Be kind, be sweet, and then sometimes counselors try to make it even fun. So like the last four or five, and we have all the kids make the suggestion. So we just create a free open space. We try we try to be firm, but also just have some a little bit of fun because honestly, that's what summer camp is. So keeping that, keeping that channel of just saying, Hey, like we're here for you. You could be honest and open with us and creating the safe space that they feel comfortable in is our, our number one priority. When thinking about expanding your diabetes management toolkit, you may not be thinking about insulin. There haven't been a lot of new insulins to put in your toolbox. Sure, there are different brands, but nothing really unique when it comes to insulin delivery, except for a Frezza. Afreza, insulin human inhalation powder, is unique because it's the only ultra-rapid-acting inhaled insulin available. It's a man-made, orally inhaled insulin and is used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes without the need for mealtime insulin injections. Once you inhale Afreza into your lungs using the inhaler, 
it will start reducing your blood sugar in about 12 minutes. And it's out of your bloodstream within 1.5 to 3 hours, depending on the dose. Keep in mind that a Frezza must be used with basal insulin in people who have type 1 diabetes. To learn more about inhaled insulin, visit www.afreza.com. That's A-F-R-E-Z-Z-A dot com. Afreza is a rapid-acting inhaled insulin used to control high blood sugar in adults with diabetes mellitus. Afreza may cause serious side effects, including sudden lung problems, low potassium, and heart failure. Afreza is not for patients with chronic lung disease, such as asthma or COPD. Tell your doctor if you smoke, recently stopped smoking, have ever had kidney or liver problems, a history of lung cancer, or if you're pregnant or breastfeeding. Most common side effects are low blood sugar, cough, and sore throat. Severe low blood sugar can be fatal. Do not replace basal insulin with Afreza. Afreza is not for use to treat diabetic ketoacidosis. Do not take Afreza if you are allergic to insulin. Talk to your doctor before changing your Afreza dose. Blood sugar may need to be checked more frequently. What's the biggest challenge that's come up for you this summer um, in working at camp, either in your own diabetes and in your own feelings of burnout or with kids? I'd love, love to hear about you know, some stories that you're, that you're able to share about yourself or other people that, that you have been struggling with. Um, I know a lot of people struggle with, um, eventually they, they go a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And when they go low, it's, mm-hmm. it goes low. So it's very dangerous when we, and we try to keep a number that's like perfect for us, almost all of us, but it's very, it's very dangerous when we go low. So keeping that constant of like making sure, Hey, are you good? Are you good? Keeping that constant line. We have to make sure our blood sugars are on point. Um, I mm-hmm. think a big thing for, at least with me, I've been, I've been trying to make sure that my blood sugar is fine and doing all right and doing okay. And it's very hard because I'm running around <laughs> trying to make sure everyone's okay and doing all right. But making sure that I'm taking care of myself first. Uh, my needs become uh, become first before anyone else's. So making sure that I guess yourself first mm-hmm. and then letting letting everyone and helping everyone else second. Yeah. And let me ask you this, you know, why are you doing what you're doing at camp right now? What, what, what brings you back year after year to be a counselor, now a director at the camp? I know my, my parents say the same thing. Like, why do you always come back? I, I feel like I, I've grown up on this place and everyone who's, who's raised me, I, I've worked with some people that have raised me and, I, and I've ra- I'm working with people that I've raised. And it's just the energy and the the compassion that we have for, I guess, it's just this community that we we uh we raise and we go up on. Uh mm-hmm. just I, I think the I like to say the vibes. <laughs> the vibes are just so great. I, I love this place and I feel like I just want to leave my mark on this place as as the counselors they did before me. And I always try to I always try to make someone smile. I feel like that's that's the best way of life is to make someone smile and it'll leave a lasting long effect on them. I think that yeah. that's what always makes me come back. I think that's great. You know, as t- thinking about the diabetes management sailboat, you know, it's always important to remember, and this is probably the easiest thing to forget, is that you are the captain of of your sailboat. And and what that means is you get to decide what you do, why you're doing it, and how you're doing it in your diabetes management. 
Nobody else is beside that. Everyone else can give you advice. Everyone else can give you guidance. Hopefully they give you support, but you get to decide why. And, you know, as you're thinking about the struggles of, you know, making sure everybody else takes care of it, forgetting about yourself, that's actually going to impact your mental health. Because if you're focusing on everybody else and not focusing on you and your why, certainly your why is focused on other people, but you're looking inward and making sure that you're taken care of, that your blood sugars are on point, that your, that your mental health and your, your feelings of burnout, especially being surrounded by diabetes all the time, all summer long, um, it, that, that's going to be critical. And, and I really want to encourage you and, and to, to think about the questions that I just asked you. You know, why, why do you keep coming back? Why do you, why do you love being at camp so much? Um, and that, that question and the answer to that question, I think it's going to help you to really solidify that why. Not only, you know, why is it important for me to manage my diabetes well, which is an important one to look back and, and reflect back, especially when things are going crazy and nonstop at camp. Why is it important for me to spend my summers here at, at camp um, and, and give up other opportunities that, that I might have? And that will really, I think, help you to make sure that you are uh, you know, in, in the best um, place possible so that you can care for and support and you know, be a role model for the kids that you are working with all summer long, as well as for the other counselors. And, you know, I would really encourage you as you're, as you're working with the kids as well as the other counselors is to help them to focus on their why as well. And the first thing is identifying what that is um, and why having a why is so important. I think that so often we think that having a why and, and thinking about ourselves and our own, our own diabetes management, mental health, when other people need help more or in our, in our minds is selfish. And I would, I would argue that it's actually selfish not to take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to have a really hard time doing the job you're doing and taking care and supporting and being a role model for the other people who need it so badly. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that and, and how really honing on your why can be so helpful for you as you continue on this summer. And you know, if you decide to come back in future summers um, to deal with the whirlwind and the fun and the stress of working at camp. I I think you're 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 spitting straight facts. I feel like, um, like a lot of a lot of summers before, is a lot of kids, um, especially me as a counselor, I was running around not really wondering, like trying to get into the flow of things, but putting mine, uh, putting others' needs before, and I never really asked my myself like the why. It's like a very right right now, like an eye opening experience. But I feel like if honestly taking that why, and it probably would help me a lot more, and actually addressing the issues. That I deal with my diabetes, maybe just in day to life, day to day life. It, yeah. that's uh, very interesting. Yeah, that, and, really without, with, without, with, with, and without a why, you're not really going anywhere. Without without a vision about what you want to do and why you're doing it, um, then you stay stuck. And when it's easy to say stay stuck when everybody else's needs are being met by you. Um, you know, Josh, we don't have much time left, but I want to ask you one question, which, which I I know we don't have time to dive into this fully, but I would imagine that that as a director of the camp, you're you're interacting to some degree um, with parents of kids who have diabetes, the parents of the of the campers that you ha- that you have. And I'm curious, you know, what challenges do do parents bring to you um, and, and and for you, and how can you use this idea of why 
and and really making sure the parents take care of themselves as so that they can better take care of their kids. How can that be helpful for you as you're interacting with parents of kids with type one diabetes? I think a lot of a lot of parents come in with this mindset of like they still need to make sure their child is okay. And it's, it just causes too much stress on both the, the children that are still here as well as the, the children or as well as themselves. And I think it's nice because the diabetes is almost like a refresher, recleanse because we all need like a, just a mental, mental pause and us to just slowly calm down. But some of these parents come in with like these, this, these great mindset of like, like our kids need to be taken care of 24 seven, but this is honestly like a pause for them as well. And having this like diabetes camp as well as just, just sending them for a little bit is honestly a good refresher for them. And (laughs) some of the parents come in and they're like, they're like, Oh my God, like, thank you so much. You do so much. Like my kids talk about the returning parents come in and and the parents talk about how like you're so great to my kid. They love you so much. And you, you, you've been a positive outlook in my life, even though, you know, you don't even talk to me. And it's, it's just, it's just, it's so sweet to see that. And it's nice to see that them having that D cleanse and the parents that really like get it. And that this is like a, a pause for them and a mental like health check and everything like that. And they come in and they see, and they just like, they just thank you up and down. They thank this place. And honestly, yeah. it's such a great, it's such a great feeling knowing that the positive impact that we live on the, we, we do on the parents. Yeah, that's great. I think it's a matter of helping them to see their why. Their their why certainly is to take care of their kids and to make sure their kids are as healthy as possible. However, they cannot do that. They can they can't fulfill their why if they're not taken care of. As well as helping them to reframe their mindset about what it means to take care of their kids and sending them to diabetes camp and and letting you you do that work for a, a couple of weeks during the summer. It's actually a great way of doing it, even though for them, it may feel like they're, you know, they're not doing their job and helping them reframe their mindset, reframe the sails of the sailboat is an extremely helpful thing. So thank you for doing that. And if there are any parents listening, I know there are, um, you know, please remember that you can't, you can't serve from an empty cup and you have to be able to, you know, take care of yourself as part of your why. Taking care of yourself is not a selfish thing, both for a counselor, both for a parent, both for a diabetes psychologist or anybody, and um, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can be the best, um, the best person to be able to serve other people in whatever role we're called to, and that really is our why. So, on that note, Josh, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I hope this conversation was helpful in um, helping you to think about, you know, how you can do your job better and overcome some of the challenges that you have. I hope it was helpful for the audience and those listening, um, either parents or people with diabetes to really re- remind them to refocus on, uh, on their why and, you know, be able to, you know, use that as a way, as a source of strength, as, a, as opposed to a source of guilt. So Joshua, thank you so much. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use starting today in your life type of diabetes to reduce your stress and find the freedom and peace of mind you're looking for. And today, your plan of action is identify your why, especially if you have trouble putting yourself first. Take a minute and make a list of all of the reasons why taking care of yourself, your mental health type of diabetes, and your blood sugars is not selfish but in fact is the reason why you're able to do the things that you do. 
putting yourself first helps you put others first as well. And making a list will help you see exactly how that works. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.